Good morning, everyone. Welcome to New Heart Foursquare Church. And this is our first live streaming to be able to come to you to give you words of encouragement and uh, give you peace as we go through these troubled times, believing the Lord. This is the time when we have to believe in the Lord, believe in His promises, believe that what He has said will come to pass, that the Bible says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and that uh, no evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. You know, I'm looking at the figures, and in L.A. County, we have 351 cases of coronavirus and only four deaths. So if we can continue just to be isolated and secure in our homes and be careful and wash our hands and do all those things that they've asked us to do, we should be able to contain it, at least amongst us. So we are glad that even though we're facing tough times, uh, we've, we can rally together. As we have in times past, I did a little research and found out that during the Civil War, nearly 500,000 people died and tore up the country, but yet we bounced back. I looked at, in 1918, the Spanish flu took 675,000 Americans. And throughout the world, between 25 to 50 million worldwide. And yet, we still have overcome. In World War I and World War II combined, we lost 500,000 people, 500,000 Americans, but yet still, we won the war. And we're fighting an invisible enemy. We're fighting a war against someone that we can't see. We don't know. A lot of insecurities and not knowing what's going to happen. But what thing we have to believe is that we will come through this. This will be a thing of the past. All things come to pass. And we can look back and say, oh, wow, we did get through some tough times. You know, we look at some movies where they show big crowds, and we go, oh, wow, that was, the time. that was the day when we could be together in a baseball game or a football game or whatever gathering that we have. But we'll come to that again. So this is the time to get closer to the Lord. This is a time to seek His face, be close to Him, and to let Him uh, permeate our hearts so that we can be closer to Him and have a new relationship, you know, uh, Whatever the devil throws against us, we can turn it around for our good. What the devil has meant for harm, God can turn it around for our good. So we don't have to be in our homes watching Netflix and playing part cheesy and doing all these other kinds of things. It's a time for us to spend time alone with the Lord. We don't have the distractions that we have because we're not going out as much, but we need to force ourselves to seek the Lord with all of our heart. Now, in Psalms 91... It says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. We want to be under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my strength. My God in him will I trust. That's who we're trusting in. We're trusting in the Lord. And it says here further, surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. So he's going to deliver us from this pestilence. This is what it is. It's a pestilence. It's a plague. And it goes on to say, A thousand shall fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. We see people falling left and right, but we have to say it's not going to come near me. You know, and I study healing scriptures uh, while I'm at home and, and build myself up 
in my most holy faith. And, and you should too. In Proverbs 4.20 says, My son, pay attention to my words. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of, their, of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and medicine to all your flesh. We thank God that the Word of God is our medicine. It can keep uh, sickness away, and if, even if it comes, God said that His Word will heal us. He said, surely He has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, and by His stripes, what saints? We are healed. Glory to God. Amen. I like that, that, that we can trust in the Lord. I, I have some other scriptures that I say uh, quite regularly. One of the ones that I like so much in Romans 8, 31 and uh, verse 32 as well. What shall we say of these things? If God be for us, who, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he... Uh, not freely give us all things by Christ Jesus. So we know that we have a Father in heaven that's watching over us, protecting us, and keeping us safe. So I want to pray with you right now to believe, God, that as we are uh, going through these times, that you are protected, your heart is, is secure, fixed, trusting in him. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those that are out there, those that are believing you for your provision, believing you for your protection, that, Lord God, that you are who you say you are. You are a father to us, and so we call upon you in the day of trouble, and we know that you will deliver us and keep us from all these afflictions. So, Father, I thank you that we will run through a troop, we'll jump over a wall. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank you, Lord, that you're uh, watching over your people as we pray for the people of New Heart Foursquare Church, that their hearts would be renewed, trusting in you. In Isaiah, it says, They that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They, as eagles. they shall run <laughs> and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord. So we're waiting upon the Lord at this time. It's kind of like a pause in our daily activities to say, Lord, we're going to trust in you. We're going to allow your spirit to come upon us and do those things that are great and mighty. You know, I was also looking about the economic situation. And during the Great Depression, which lasted for 10 years, it was up to 25% unemployment for 10 years. And we overcame that. You know, it seems that a lot of people have uh, lost their jobs, don't have a way of income. We have to believe that the Lord will provide for us. He is our provider. Even in famine, the Bible says that Isaac sowed in famine and he received a hundredfold. So this is a situation we can uh, believe that we're going to recover. We have to believe that this antidote for recovery is going to be uh, processed and that also we'll have a vaccine for prevention. I know we can't go out to restaurants and, and malls and, and things like that, but at this time, we know we can believe God and know that He is going to watch over us. So in the meantime, we believe that God is working in our behalf. Now, I want to continue from last week about the conditions of our heart and how we can get closer to Him. You know, there are 75 conditions of the heart that are mentioned in the Bible, and, uh, you know, we have to develop our, our hearts. David said that, create in me a new heart, a pure heart, Lord, and renew a right spirit in me. So we can't do it in our own selves. We need the Lord to help us. And we do that by the Word of God and prayer and uh, our actions. We're going to get into that a little bit in a minute. But the conditions, some of the conditions of our heart in the Bible, it says we can have a rejoicing heart, we can have a pure heart, a cheerful heart, a willing heart, 
a wise heart, a glad heart, a peaceful heart. That's what we need is a peaceful heart right now. And we talked about uh, how there's different uh, way we express ourselves in our heart. Our heart melted uh, at the side of things. We, we can uh, thank God from the bottom of our heart. We, we can uh, have a kind heart. We can have uh, our heart's desire is to seek Him. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking in your heart? Where is your heart right now? Is it seeking the Lord? Is it watching out and, and believing for His Word to come upon us? That's what we have to do. In Proverbs 24.10, are you ready for this scripture? When I first read this scripture a long time ago, I said, wow. That is amazing. It says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. I don't like people telling me that, that my strength would be small if I faint. So we can't faint in the day of adversity. We have to trust and believe in the Lord. So uh, in the Bible, it says the Lord runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect or mature in him. So we have to believe that God is doing that. God is looking at our heart, and that's how we believe. We believe God with our heart, not our mind, because our mind could go haywire during this time. Our mind could say, like, what's going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how long this is going to be. But we have to know that we will come out of it, and in the meantime, God is going to protect us and watch over us. That's what we have to believe in the name of Jesus. Praise God. So we have to guard our heart with all diligence. We have to guard what we see, what we hear, and we have to know that God is still on the throne and that we can call upon him in the day of trouble. Now, a lot of times we get things into our spirit, in our hearts, and we don't really know how it got there, but it gets lodged in there. And, and we have like commercials that we've heard in times past, and we still know them 10 or 20 years later. Like, for instance, fill in the, uh, this, this brand. Things go better with Coke. Very good. Fly the friendly skies of United. Please don't squeeze the Charmin. If we could just find some Charmin right now, that would be great. You are in good hands with Allstate. Very good. Have it your way. That's Burger King. Just do it. That's Nike. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Where is that? What, what? That's Almond Joy. Very good. Now, there's songs that you might have heard, and it seems like whenever you're walking around or doing things, things come up in your spirit, and you, and you sing the song, and you wonder, where, where did that, how can I remember that song for so long? It's in your spirit. It's in your heart. You've, you've had repetition, and you've heard it over and over and over again. Uh, Marianne's mom was driving one day, and she got to a, a green light, and it turned red, and it reminded her of Engineer Bill. Do you remember Engineer Bill? Red light, green light, and you drink your milk at the green light, and you'd stop on the red light. Well, how did that come up in her spirit? Well, she just happened to remember that. So we need to know that whatever we, we do, we're seeking the Lord. And I want to give you a couple of scriptures that talk about that before we talk about how we can recognize what's in our heart. Uh, David told Solomon on his deathbed, he said, As for you, my son, know the God of your father and serve him with a wholehearted devotion. 
This is David telling his son, I'm leaving this earth. I need you to wholeheartedly devote yourself to seeking the Lord. Is it any different today? No, we have to let ourselves know or position ourselves to seek the Lord. I know sometimes we get distracted, and I have to tell myself, you need to get down and start praying, start reading the Bible, start uh, petitioning the Lord, because it's so easy to get distracted with things that are going on. He says, uh, David uh, continues, he says, serve him with a wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind, for the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intents of the heart. And here's what I like. If you seek him, he will be found of you. Did you know that? If you seek him, he'll make himself known to you. You couldn't find him if you were trying to find him by yourself. But the Lord says, I'll reveal myself to you. So he's not, you're not wasting time when you go into your bedroom and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I desire you. Lord, I seek your presence in my life. He says, if you seek him, he will be found of you. In Acts 17, 27, it says, God sent his son Jesus so that we would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find, find him. The King James says, happily, we may seek the Lord and find him, though he is not far from any one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. In other words, he's in the inside of us wanting to talk to us. The Bible says he is a jealous God. He wants to spend time with us. He wants to be with us. And the Bible says he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And that word rewarder means seek, uh, pays wages. So he said, I'll pay you to spend time with me. Isn't that nice? He says, I'll reward you as you, speak, as you spend time with me. So let's look at this now. Uh, out of uh, four indicators to see where our heart is. We want to know where, what condition our heart is in. We can't go to the doctor. He can just tell us our natural heart, but our spiritual heart, God can uh, let us know. So let's look at these. First one is what we say. Uh, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's on the inside of you, what's in your heart, you're going to speak it. A lot of times, if you just sit down and start talking, though what was in your heart will come out. And so just listen to yourself talk, and you'll know where you're coming from. Or listen to somebody else, and you'll know the condition of your heart. We had this one uh, child that was in children's church a while back in her other church, and she never talked. She never said anything. She just came to class and was quiet the whole time. And I said, I'm going to figure out what's in her heart. What's she all about? And so finally I was able to get her alone and ask, how are you doing? How do you feel? What's happening in your life? And she started talking, and I said, oh, my God. She was complaining about her parents. She was upset about her lifestyle and things that were going on in her life. And I said, oh, I see. And I said, I don't need to talk to you anymore. She needed help, but I didn't know how to help her. But if you sit down and relax and just see what you're going to talk to people about. You know, when I was a salesman, they taught us that we should find a common ground on how to uh, talk to the buyers. And so I would look around on their desk and find out what they liked and try to accommodate them or speak to them about the things that they liked. And so I found out that I, I received money every quarter to take them out 
to kind of, you know, soften, soften them up. So I found out that one group, they like to go to plays, and they like to go out to restaurants. So we went to the Amundsen Theater, saw a great play, and went out to eat to an Italian restaurant, of course, and they just loved me, and I was able to sell them anything that they wanted. Another group, they like to go fishing, which I don't like to do, but they wanted to rent a boat and go out uh, in Oxnard and, and go fishing. So we went fishing, and so being creative as I am with the Lord, he said, give them trophies for the biggest fish, for the smallest fish, and for the fish that got away. The biggest fish that got away. Well, how, do you con- how can you tell if it was a big fish? Well, this one guy was, was, was fishing on the side of the boat, and he was just going back and forth and pulling on it and, and tugging on it. So he won the trophy for the biggest fish that got away. So you have to learn. I... I, I, I got this book when I was in grade school. I wanted to work on my personality. It said, uh, the book was called, It's Your Personality on how you can, you know, reach out to people and talk to them to things that they like to talk about. Guess what most people like to talk about? You're right, themselves. So if you let them talk about themselves, you'll find that you'll have something in common. They'll listen to you and you can talk to them. And then you're able to uh, uh, talk to them about things later on, and uh, just being quiet, listening to them, and then afterwards they'll say, you're such a great conversationalist, but actually all you did was let them talk about yourself. So whatever on their hearts, they will speak out of their mouth. The second thing that you want to know to see your condition of your heart is where you spend your money. Here we see a picture of a ball game. The Bible says, where your treasure is, there is your heart. So all you need to do is look at your checkbook and see where you're spending your money. If it says new heart, new heart, new heart, well, that's good. That means you're giving your tithes and your offerings to the Lord. That's a wonderful thing. So where your treasure is in God, that's where your heart is. And I, I've heard some people that were having, in, having difficulty ends meet, but then I found out that they have season tickets to the Dodgers game. I'm going like, oh, are you kidding me? That's what you save your money for? Well, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. So look at yourself. Look at, look at what you're spending your money on. The third thing is what you do. The Bible says, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemy. So where you go, what you do is a condition of your heart. If you like to go to the movies, if you like to go to concerts, that's where your heart is. Amen? If you like to go to church, that's where your heart is. Your heart is in church. I'm like a church mouse. It seems like uh, ever since I was a little boy, I always liked to go to church, even when my parents didn't go. I would ride my bike to church because I like being in church. I want to hear about the things of God. I want to know more about Him. The things that I didn't know when I came into the collection of the saints, they were able to help me, encourage me, and I heard from the Word of, I heard the, the message from the Word of God to tell me things that I didn't know about Him. I want to know about Him. So what you do makes a difference. And the fourth thing to figure out where your heart is, what do you think? The Bible says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. So your heart thinks. Isn't that something? Your heart thinks. So what are you thinking about? 
What are you dreaming about? What are you wish, wishing for when you lay down, when you have a dream? What are you dreaming about? That's what's in your heart. If you dream about being a great baseball player, which I used to dream about all the time, and that I don't do that anymore. I dream about being a good preacher, being a good pastor, caring for the flock. That's what I dream of, helping people. That's what I get excited about. Amen? So uh, my last four principles are what can we do to create a good heart, a new heart? Coincidentally, that's the name of our church, New Heart Foursquare Church. So whatever heart you have coming in, whether it be tired or hurt or bruised or broken, we're able to fix it with the Word of God and the Spirit of the Lord. So how, what to, can we do to create a new heart? Well, the first thing is, as you probably know, it's the Word of God. Look, at, I like the way that shows where the pages turn into a heart. The Bible is a love letter to us. It's telling us, God's telling us in his Bible how much he loves us, how much he cares for us, how much he wants to be with us. Isn't that nice? He's reaching out to us and wants us to uh, uh, learn from him. You know, when, the, when you read the Bible, it's God actually talking to you, talking to your heart, con uh, uh, confirming the word that he has for us. And so when you read it, you say, oh, it's the Lord speaking to me, speaking to my heart and, and telling me things. And he won't disappoint. He's, he, it's not a falsehood. It's a real true word and promise from God. And so when you read it, your heart gets settled and your heart gets encouraged to know God is for me. If God be for me, who can be against me? And so a lot of times, as Jesus pointed out, we could have a hard heart. We could have a heart of stone. We could have a heart in thorny ground where we're distracted. Or we could have a good heart. So if you're at a point where you read the Bible and you're not getting anything out of it, sometimes it just hits your heart and drops right down, you have to say, I need to keep putting it in because the Word of God will break up the fallow ground. It will break up uh, and soften your heart. So keep reading. Sometimes you, you, know, you have to read the same passage over and over again so that you will be able to uh, receive what God has for you. It'll break it up. It'll soften your heart. You cannot receive or refuse the Word of God in your hearts. Amen? So start right where you're at. Prepare your heart to receive the Word of God and, and just allow Him to minister to you. The second thing is prayer. Of course, when you pray, it lets God know that you really believe that he can do what he said he can do, that, he, that you believe that he really is God and that he can watch over you. The Bible says, whatever you ask the Father in Jesus' name, Jesus will give it to you. Isn't that nice to know? If he has given us his son, how much by him will he freely give us all things? These are promises that Father loves us with an everlasting love. And in 1 John, it says, this is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know if he hears us, he will give us the petitions of our heart. Isn't that nice to know that God is watching over? He's listening to your prayer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's get excited for a minute. Amen. God is on the throne and he's listening to our prayers. Our prayers are going up uh, as a sacrifice sent to him. Speaking of sacrifice, the third thing that we need to do to open up our heart is worship. The Bible says that we give him the sacrifice of praise, that when we worship him, that is the best way for our hearts to open up and for him to come in. The Bible says he dwells with us. 
when we uh, praise Him. That means it's familiar to Him. He'll come in and He'll be a part of your worship. So lift your hands up to the sky. Give your hearts unto Him and allow God to come in and fill your hearts and uh, reveal the promises and the plans that He has for you. Glory to God. Amen. I am so excited to know that God is uh, there for us, that when we worship Him and speak good things to Him, He's there to receive them. Amen? Open up your hearts. The Bible says that He seeks those that worship Him in spirit and in truth. He's seeking. He's looking for the, someone that will worship Him. You don't have to look for Him. He'll come find you if you're worshiping Him. Can I get an amen? Amen. The last thing to do is look at your actions. Whatever you do, do it as heartily to the Lord. By being used of God, there is a connection and a working relationship with Him that your heart is open to hear the things that He wants you to do. I just heard a, got a text from someone that needed their lawn mowed in the back, and it's a big area. I've been there, and I've had to mow it myself. But today, I got a text saying one of the neighbors came over and volunteered to mow their lawn. And it was a friend of mine that I used to work with. And I know him, and I know what he's like. Because one time, our bike got damaged, and was, couldn't, we, we couldn't use it, and he offered to give us his bike. So that's the heart he has. So God wants to work through our hearts. And so if our hearts are open and soft towards him, we'll see it in our actions. Amen? It's a joy to be in union with him. We're his ambassadors on the earth. Angels can't do it. God can't do it by himself. He needs us. So when we go to the hospitals, when we go to the prisons, when we feed the poor, when we help the homeless, we're doing the will of God, and he's pleased with us. So saints, I hope this encouraged you today. I know I talked kind of fast, but I wanted to get it out to you so you could hear it and so that you would be able to receive it. It's very easy as we go by to uh, talk about these things. So as a review, the four indicators to, re to understand where our heart is is what we say. Listen to what we say. Where do you spend your money? What you do and what you think. Now, to create a new heart, you want to use the Word of God, that God speak to you from His Word. It's so precious. How... how, how how wonderful it is that God in heaven would speak to us through His Word. When you read His Word, His Spirit just comes upon you. By prayer, by spending time in prayer with Him, He loves to spend, for us to spend time with Him. In worship, by giving our hearts to Him, we open up our heart and let Him come in. And by our actions, we'll see, is our heart right with the Lord? Can He speak to you to have you do something, and then you follow? So these are the things that we want to do. And uh, let me pray with you. As we close, Father, we thank you that as we have heard your word on how to open our heart up to you, that we will be secure in knowing that you're watching over us during these times, that we don't have to be concerned about your protection and your provision because we know that you're watching over us. Father, I thank you that the people of New Heart and those that are listening right now have confidence in knowing that there's a God in heaven that sees us and watches over us. No plague can come near our dwelling and that, Father God, that you have given us peace in the midst of the storm. So, Lord, I just thank you that as we hear these things, we will know that there's peace and protection 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I want to make a couple of announcements. Next Sunday, we'll probably be doing the same thing uh, on Facebook, at the New Heart Facebook page. Easter Sunday, we're waiting to see how things pan out. We don't know if we're going to be able to meet again, but if not, we'll be on Facebook. If you need prayer, call myself or Pastor Charlie, and we will be happy to pray with you. And as we uh, close, we're giving you an opportunity to give your tithes and offerings online. Uh, you know, it's good to keep the communication, the, the uh, uh, financial communication with the Lord. You know, as we give to Him, the Bible says that He will give back to us not just what we gave, but good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Even though we're not having church, we still have the facilities expense. We're paying the uh, musicians as they've been off of work because we want to do that out of the goodness of our heart. So the expenses are there, but if you can give, that keeps your uh, avenue of blessings to the Lord open. You know, uh, his economic system doesn't shut down because our, ours did. But as we give to the Lord, he will give back to us. Not just what we gave, but good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men will give unto your, our bosom. Let's pray over that. Father, I thank you for your financial provision on your people. I thank you, Lord God, that you are, uh, there's no shortage in heaven, that you're able to show us how to uh, uh, receive the monies that you've provided for us. And I thank you, Lord God, that there'll be no lack during this time because we trust in you. So, Father, for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, and all agree, say amen. Now, you can also uh, retrieve this on Facebook after this session, or you can go to a website with our uh, media link, and then we'll also send it to you via email. So God bless you, and I'll see you next week.